Good morning. The Dow looking at its fifth losing week in a row. Influsion. <laughs> All right. Inflation at 40-year highs. What is next? Future spike after comments from Putin. That's where that word came into play. Uh, DocuSign and Rivian tumbled. And today's pre-market movers and much, much more. Today is Friday, March 11th. And if this is your first time, my name is Mark Hodge and I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. And on a typical morning, Marcus joins me and with watchful eyes and almost 50 years of trading experience, we sift through a mountain of news websites, newsletters, and reports. And then we take the most important news and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. Now, I know many of you watch the stock market update every day, but if this is your first time, I know it can be a little overwhelming, so don't worry. We do have a special video just for you that we'll place in the description here, and it's a great place to get started. So, after the best trading day of the year yesterday, stocks did fall a little bit here. Uh, let's look at the S&P 500. The S&P 500 did finish lower by 0.4%. So after Wednesday's strong rally, uh, Thursday, we did have a bit of a down day. On, on somewhat of a promising note, oh, let me go to my charts. It's Friday. I have to do something silly. There we go. <laughs> Marcus will be back here on Monday. Uh, so Here's the charts, here's the S&P, this is what I wanted to look at. And uh, here we see that the S&P opened lower, rallied a little bit, then dipped, made session lows, came at a little bit of a comeback, and then a, a early afternoon rally went sideways, but ended near session high. So even though uh, the S&P was down 0.4%, uh, the S&P did manage to, to claw its way back from session lows here and finish near session highs. The Dow down 0.3%, uh, similar chart pattern there, uh, finishing the day near session highs, well off of session lows. The NASDAQ down 1% here, and uh, after the lower open, again, making lows in the morning, getting uh, higher in the afternoon than just kind of going sideways, but uh, finishing off session lows. That's always a, a positive here. Uh, so yesterday we did see a decline, NASDAQ leading the way lower, uh, Dow not as bad, just 0.3% lower. But if we go to a weekly chart, the weekly chart is setting up to uh, to show a possible losing week unless there's a big rally today. The Starting with the S&P here, the S&P is down 1.6% for the week, uh, looking at its second losing week in a row. The Dow, on the other hand, the Dow, on the other hand, is looking at its fifth consecutive losing week down 1.3%. So unless uh, the Dow rallies 1.3% today, uh, we could see five losing weeks in a row for the Dow. The NASDAQ looking uh, at a two-week uh, losing streak, just like the S&P here, NASDAQ down 1.4%. So another bit of a, a challenging week and if we go back to a daily chart, we see big picture wise, uh, it, it does look like we're 
we're in this downtrend. You know, we've been talking about correction and bear market territory for the indices, uh, but it does look like the S&P is trying to hold up right here. Uh, so we're going to have to see. And there was some positive news that were impacting futures uh, this morning. Uh, we've come off of uh, the highs in the reaction, but uh, this morning the biggest news impacting futures as we head into the open was uh, it had to do with Russia and Ukraine talks. So President, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin said that certain positive shifts, so quote, certain positive shifts have occurred in the talks. Uh, not sure what those were, but traders were optimistic. Uh, the report led to a spike in index futures with the Dow jumping 300 points and a drop in crude oil futures. So uh, let's let's actually just bring this up here. I'm going to go to the E-mini S&P. We'll look at a five-minute chart. And uh, you see here, this is overnight trading. So uh, after the close yesterday, we went sideways. We dipped, made some uh, lows in the Asian session, a little bit of a, a rally in the European session, and then this spike on that report. So traders were optimistic. It looks like the enthusiasm with that rally has, has subsided a little bit since there wasn't much substance to it. Uh, but uh, futures are pointing to a higher start with the NASDAQ leading right now up 1.1%. And in return, crude oil did the opposite. Crude oil, when that report was released, you see here that crude oil uh, overnight uh, sideways falling and then rallying and getting up to $110 a barrel uh, before falling again. And right now, crude oil futures just slightly positive for the, the day uh, as we head into the open. But the initial reaction to that report sent index futures higher and crude oil lower. And uh, we'll see how the markets digest things as we head into the open. But talking about other things in the spotlight, I want to go back to this uh, economic calendar. We showed it yesterday, and uh, we mentioned CPI data being a focus for the week. And, and this really has to do with what's in store uh, for us next week. We do have uh, preliminary consumer sentiment today at 10 a.m. Eastern time, uh, but next week, with that inflation discussion, everything going on, uh, heading into the Fed's two-day policy statement or two-day policy meeting, which wraps up uh, Wednesday, March 16th with its statement at 2 p.m., then a press conference at 2.30. So next week, the real focus is going to be on the Fed. PPI data is some information that the Fed will uh, take into consideration, but this is a big deal for U.S. markets. And on a side note, it is daylight savings time uh, going into Sunday. Uh, so what, fall back, spring forward. So uh, just uh, for those of you who do not observe daylight saving time, uh, keep in mind that here in the U.S., most parts of the U.S., we will be moving our clocks forward. So, so let's get back to inflation and the Fed, the big talk other than Russia and uh, Ukraine here. Uh, and this is where yesterday with the inflation numbers, they were in line with expectations, uh, but inflation is at the highest we've seen since 1982, or really highs not seen in 40 years, 40 years, wow. Uh, Treasury Secretary Yellen chimed in on uh, Thursday saying that Americans will likely see another year of very uncomfortably high inflation. 
Uh, and then, quote, we have seen a very meaningful increase in gas prices, and my guess is that next month we'll see further evidence of an impact on U.S. inflation of Putin's war on Ukraine, uh, Yellen said. So Yellen, the Treasury Secretary and you know, former Fed president, saying that in inflation the, this year is, is most likely here to stay. Uh, and uh, that's that's not fun, but maybe that's some insight into what might be going on uh, with the Fed next week. We'll have to see. A, a quarter point rate hike is expected at this point, and uh, we'll see what the comments are, the, the comments on what could potentially happen in the future are what traders really focus on. Um, it also, today marks uh, two years of the global pandemic. Uh, so uh, two years ago today, the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a global pandemic. Gosh, it it's hard to believe that it was two years ago, uh, but look at what the, the markets have done in the meantime. Pretty impressive move off of those initial lows and that reaction there. Uh, speaking of impressive moves, let's move on over to Amazon. A mover yesterday, uh, I was just curious to see uh, how traders were going to digest the the uh, decision to make a 20 for 1 stock split. There was that $10 billion share buyback that also uh, had uh, some impact on this move, but up 5.4% and uh, up 1.3% pre-market here. So Amazon... Uh, when that when that stock split goes into place will be uh, a 20th of what it is right now making it a little more affordable for some investors or maybe a little more attractive for uh, some traders uh, let's also look at a few other movers Didi's back in the news uh, this is probably one of the biggest IPO flops that I've seen uh, and the what was once considered the Uber of China uh, opened up at 16.65 once it IPO'd, and it was just hammered from the beginning with issues, concerns, problems, uh, and then there was news that it was going to be listed on uh, the, the Hong Kong exchange, and now it's down another 11.5% after a Bloomberg report said that the ride-hailing company was suspending plans to list its shares in Hong Kong. Uh, people familiar with the situation said Didi failed to meet demands by Chinese regulators, which included an overhaul of its handling of sensitive user data. So Didi just getting even worse. I mean, this one was just such a mess from the beginning. One reason, in my uh, opinion anyway, to be a little careful when things IPO, sometimes there's a lot of hype. And if it is a solid company, Many times you're going to see that there's an opportunity to buy it at a lower price in the future if it is not just a fly-by-night uh, company here. And this uh, proves that uh, perspective. Let's look at DocuSign, D-O-C-U, uh, also getting hammered down 18% pre-market. Uh, traders trying to figure out, you know, what is this worth post-pandemic, right? Uh, getting down another 18% here. Reporting adjusted quarterly earnings of 48 cents a share, which was a penny above expectations. Revenue also better than forecast. However, uh, the, the stock is down in pre-market trading after uh, DocuSign issued weaker than expected guidance for the full year. So that's 
that's uh, never going to be good for a company. Future profits, future uh, valuations are what drive traders to be buyers, and that's why we're getting hit here. Let's look at Oracle too. ORCL is the ticker, and uh, oh, this one trimmed some of its pre-market losses. It was down almost three percent now, uh, down just under one percent. Uh, so Oracle, uh, they reported adjusted quarterly profits of a dollar thirteen, uh, five cents short of expectations. Revenue was in line with expectations. Uh, they say that they continue to see progress in shifting its customers to the cloud, and cloud revenue has jumped 24% compared to a year ago. Uh, but earnings being slightly lower than expected, it looks like it's pretty much a wash as we head into the open, not down much, uh, was down almost 3% earlier. We could also take a look at Rivian. R-I-V-N is the ticker symbol. Another a pre-market loser down almost 10%. Uh, the electric vehicle maker reported a bigger loss than expected. So bigger loss than expected, uh, saying that supply chain issues would limit its factory output for the year. Uh, so supply chain issues continuing to be an issue for some companies and investors in Rivian not too happy with that, with Rivian down almost 10% pre-market. We could look at uh, another company that is the Uber of Uber, not uh, the Uber of China. <laughs> Uber is the ticker. Uh, shares are up 2.6% uh, pre-market. So uh, nice little move there. And uh, what was going on? Okay, okay. so they got a uh, an upgrade. And I don't have the... The, the German touch that Marcus does, but Deutsche Bank, right? <laughs> Marcus, if you're watching, uh, you, correct me if I, I messed that one up. Uh, but <laughs> they initiated coverage with a buy rating and a $50 price target. So a $50 price target, you know, analysts, sometimes uh, they're just blowing smoke. Sometimes they they are uh, pretty good. And... Uh, a target of 50 bucks that'd be good for uber so uh, up a little bit pre-market 3121 up 2.6 percent and it could be a positive uh, day for uber one more to take a look at ulta beauty my favorite uh ulta beauty up two percent here and uh nice to see a break outside of this range we, we've had some nice ranges here in ulta Cosmetic retailer rose 2% in pre-market trading after reporting better than expected profits and better than expected revenue. They also said comparable store sales beat forecasts with 21.4% of an increase. They announced a $2 billion share buyback as well. So uh, using extra cash wisely, buying back some shares, which dilutes the, the sorry, it, it uh, reduces the uh, shares in the open market, which causes uh, an increase uh, in value. So uh, up 2% pre-market. Circling back one more time to futures. Oh, where's my list? Looks like the E-mini S&P is up 0.5% as we head into the open. Uh, the mini Dow up 0.3% as we head into the open. And the E-mini NASDAQ up 1% as we head into the open. So 
looking like a positive start for the markets. We'll see if we can hold on to those uh, gains in the futures and if it continues. Uh, it does look like we'll be finishing the week uh, negative unless there's just a monster rally today. Monster rallies are good. We've seen crazier things with the volatility uh, the last couple of weeks, so you never know. Uh, but it does look like we're starting the day positive, but probably ending the week in the red. Uh, with that said, I hope you enjoy the stock market updates. Marcus will be back with me next week. And uh, if you do like these updates, please give it a like and feel free to join our channel. Uh, we love talking trading. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great trading day. And 